Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. What's up, girlfriend? I hope that you are having the best day wherever you are in the world. For me, in real time, as I am speaking these words, (laughs) it's a Saturday and it is hot in Arkansas. Holy guacamole. I just looked up the weather and it's like 80 degrees, but it's like 60% humidity, which is not the worst I've ever experienced, but it is hot. (laughs) So I am hunkered down inside my apartment with the air conditioning blasting. And today I'm actually hanging out with one of my friend's dogs. I'm dog sitting for her while she's at a wedding. So I'm hanging out with Amos. He's an adorable corgi this weekend. And my husband Roger and Banner are visiting his family in Iowa. So yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, I am really excited to kick off another series here with you on the podcast. So in the past, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that we have done two different series before. One was a series, you can probably hear Amos um, scratching himself. (laughs) His little collar is dinkling in the background. Um, Anyway, uh, what was I saying? So we've done a couple of different series here (laughs) on the podcast. Um, One was a series of three interviews on managing stress and overwhelm. And then the other was three episodes as well about self-sabotage. And both of those series were extremely popular, which makes me really happy because I love to create content that I feel excited about, but I also like to create content that feels empowering for you because we are in this together. So the series that we're kicking off today is all about self-doubt. So similar to how the last two series got started, I went to my Instagram like I always do (laughs) and I put up a couple of polls and I asked if you wanted to hear um, about this idea of self-doubt and what triggers self-doubt and what we can do about it and the answer was a big resounding yes. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to dive into three different self-doubt triggers. But before we get into it, I think we need to define self-doubt. So according to an article that I read on Better Up, self-doubt is, quote, a lack of confidence regarding yourself and your abilities. And then another article that I read on the Berkeley Wellbeing Institute said, quote, self-doubt specifically involves questioning our own self-competence. So basically, what self what. I can't even talk. (laughs) I got so excited. What self-doubt boils down to is we question our abilities, we question our skills and, you know, ourselves and whether or not we can actually do something that we set our mind toward doing. And in today's episode, we're going to dive into how mistakes can trigger that sense of self-doubt, that questioning of ourselves and our abilities. So we're going to dive into that and we're going to talk about what we can do about it, right? Because like I've talked about before on the podcast, I am a solutions girl and I know that if you listen to this podcast, you are too. So we are going to come up with a couple of solutions on how to navigate that. So if you are listening to this episode, 
I would be willing to bet (laughs) that you are a woman just like me who absolutely loathes making mistakes. Like loathes it with a fiery freaking passion. (laughs) Like the only way that I can put into perspective for you of how much I actually hate mistakes is is to say like as much as I love my husband and my dog, that's how much I hate making mistakes. <laughs> right? Like the love I have for my family is equal to the the hate I have for mistakes. And the real kicker for me and maybe for you too is that it doesn't matter how big or small the mistake is. It could be a typo in an assignment sheet I made at school or a typo in an Instagram post or like the spacing on the Instagram post might be a little bit messed up and that, you know, whatever, (laughs) right? It could also be um, forgetting to take a long pause out of a podcast episode or it could be forgetting to turn the lights off and then going to school all day with the lights lights on at home, (laughs) you know, or maybe spending over budget or forgetting to switch out or start the laundry. Like, you get the picture, right? That's a big, huge list of stuff. It literally doesn't matter what the mistake is. It just absolutely drives me bonkers. (laughs) And if you connect to that, where, you know, mistakes just drive you bonkers, slide into my DMs on Instagram and let's have a chat about it because I would love to, um, I would love to connect with you. But yeah, mistakes drive me bonkers. And after doing some reflecting on why mistakes drive me so freaking nuts, (laughs) I've come to the conclusion that part of the reason why I hate mistakes is personality-based. I do think it is personality-based. And if you listen to this podcast or you follow me on social media or you know me in real life, you know that I'm an Enneagram one (laughs) and that the whole Enneagram thing I just absolutely love. But like the that particular personality type on the Enneagram does struggle with those sense of um, perfectionist tendencies, right? And the further that I get into my year of surrender, which if you didn't know is my word for 2023, I am on a big mission to surrender to all of the things to become an even greater, more enlightened version of myself. Um, throughout this journey, I'm I'm coming to terms, honestly, like with how much perfectionism impacts me with a lot of different hats that I wear in life. So particularly as a podcaster, as a writer, as a teacher, and as a businesswoman. And it's just, it's so wild to me how inherent it is. And maybe this is the way it is for you too. But it's just so wild how inherent it is for me to create these ridiculously over-the-top impossible standards and expectations for myself. I have 100% been that person who works past the point of exhaustion because I'm trying to make a lesson or a piece of writing absolutely flawless, right? I am also that person (laughs) who has accomplished a lot, like a lot, a lot off of a monstrous to-do list, but I still feel like garbage because the list wasn't quote-unquote perfectly checked off, right? And in the past, I've I've made podcast graphics (laughs) with like a little cute bubble line or some sort of like image on it and I saved it I downloaded it to my phone it's like all ready to post and I'm like oh I don't like where that line is placed or like the little bubble graphic thing is just oh I need to move it over a millimeter right and I'll go back and I'll make it quote-unquote perfect (laughs) right and in grad school I lost hours and hours of sleep so that I could proofread or just revise one more time a paper so that I could make sure that it was quote-unquote perfect 
I've also completely redid lesson plans and assignment sheets because I thought I could one up myself and just make it even better to make it even more quote unquote perfect, right? And maybe you haven't done these exact things that I've described here, or maybe you have. (laughs) Again, if you have, slide into my DMs on Instagram. I would love to connect with you. But Regardless, like if you struggle with those perfectionist tendencies like I do, I know that you connect to the emotion and the compulsion behind the actions that I've described here. That drive to be flawless and good is just so potent and it can be so nefarious when taken too far, right? So all of that said, you can imagine (laughs) when I do make a mistake or if you struggle in the same way I do that when you make a mistake, Despite working so freaking hard not to make the mistake, (laughs) it causes a lot of self-doubt for me and maybe that's the case for you too. And when I do make a mistake, that self-doubt, like we talk about on the podcast here all the time, that self-doubt rolls in (laughs) like fog on the moors of Britain in a Bronte novel. And I find myself thinking things like, You're such an idiot. How embarrassing and unprofessional. People are going to think less of you. You should be way better than that. You should quit or run away or hide or you should work harder to compensate for your mistake. And to a person who struggles with these perfectionist tendencies, mistakes absolutely seem like the end of the world, which is why we think thoughts like this, right? And it's not just because we're trying to be perfect, but, but because we put so much freaking effort to be perfect and so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect, but we're not. We can't be, right? Because perfect actually doesn't exist. So sorry to interrupt this episode, my friends, but I promise we'll get right back to it. I just had to quickly interrupt to tell you something really, really exciting. So if you listen to the podcast or if you follow me on social media, you know that I own a publishing company. It's called PWH Publishing. Our mission is to amplify women's voices, stories, and experiences because they matter. And we just released our second book. It's a novel by Haley McMillan called The Hearts We Keep. And I just want to read you a quick synopsis about the book. So Annie's life is simple and ordinary and good. She lives inside a rural Minnesota bubble where her main concerns are keeping up with her endlessly cool best friend, her lifelong crush on a popular boy, and avoiding third-degree sunburns at the lake. That is, until a series of fateful events dismantles her innocence and has her questioning everything and everyone, including herself. Lighthearted and deeply emotional, The Hearts We Keep explores the nuances of friendship, true love, grief, and small-town secrets that don't stay buried for long. So that's what the book is about, and I would say if you like a little bit of mystery, a little bit of romance, and a lot of suspense, you're going to love this book. And without spoiling too much for you, one of the mysteries and key suspense points of the book is whether or not one of the characters is a murderer, (laughs) and you seriously cannot figure it out until the truth is revealed. So if that interests you, head to the show notes and click the the link and check out the book. I also want to mention that Haley designed the cover herself and it's just gorgeous and we're both so freaking proud of how this book turned out. So again, the link if you want to check it out is in the show notes. So without further ado, let's dive back into today's episode. Even though we know that perfect doesn't exist, sometimes we still hold ourselves to that standard and then 
when we make a mistake that ruins the illusion (laughs) that we can be perfect, it casts doubt on our ability to do the thing that we want to do. And this is something that I've experienced very, very recently. Um, Just last week, I okayed a piece of writing that I didn't realize had two, two typos in it. (laughs) And even though the document was poured over by me a million times, as well as other people, there were still two typos. Like, there's no way around it. (laughs) It was a mistake. There were still two typos. And immediately, immediately, self-doubt on my dream was triggered. And this time, it did not roll in (laughs) like a simple fog on the moors of Britain. It roared in, (laughs) like roared in, in a giant plume of smoke, completely obscuring my dream to the point where I broke down into an ugly cry, which, you know, if you listen to this podcast, I do not do very often. And I very much so <laughs> wanted to throw in the towel. I'm not even kidding. The The mistake made me feel so stupid and so embarrassed that I was like, oh my God, this mistake means that I cannot do this. I'm done. It's done. I, I am not the person who can do this dream anymore. And of course, my higher self knows that this is not true. But in that moment, I was stuck in such a huge perfectionist riptide because I was operating under such impossible standards for myself that I cracked under that immense pressure, a a pressure that no human being could handle, right? And so it's no wonder that so much doubt came flooding in because it seemed like I wasn't measuring up to the bar that I had set for myself. So the question is, what can we do? How can we empower ourselves through these moments when the weight of a mistake causes self-doubt to eclipse our goals and our dreams? What can we do? I want to dive into a couple of things that are working for me very much so (laughs) in real time. So let's dive in. Number one, sleep on it. So whenever we get into this headspace of... This mistake means that I'm not good enough and I can't do this, (laughs) right? We have got to take a step back. And I mean like a gigantic step back, right? Because the mistake is so emotionally upsetting to us, we're likely feeling frustrated and disappointed. So we're not exactly in the right headspace to be throwing in the towel on our dream, right? So for me, the best thing that I can do when I make a mistake, and maybe this will work for you, is to give myself a minute to get my bearings and calm down and then to make a decision about my goal or my dream or the thing that I've got in front of me to make a decision from about it. (laughs) Sorry, I'm like struggling right now. To make a decision about it from more of that like level leveled out headspace. And so even though the typos and the piece of writing I okayed drove me nuts, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they caused me to question whether or not I am the person that can handle this dream. Giving myself that time and that space did help me to realize that it was such a tiny freaking mistake. And that is no reason <laughs> to throw the towel in like that, right? So I really, really encourage you if mistakes drive you nuts and you're like, oh, I can't do this, to sleep on it. Give yourself a little bit of space and distance. Sleep on it and then reevaluate. Number two. Ground yourself in the facts. So when I made a mistake (laughs) with the two typos, right, I went straight off the deep end like cannonball kerplunk right into the deep end, right? (laughs) Um, Because I made the mistake mean that I was unprofessional, incompetent, unqualified, all the things, right? 
But in reality, nobody actually said that. Not one single person pointed out that typo and said, wow, Megan, you're a dumbass. I think you should quit, (laughs) right? (laughs) Nobody actually said that to me. It is remarkable absolutely remarkable when we separate out what our what our inner critic is saying to us and the meanings that she's making versus what the actual truth of the matter is right and the truth in that situation that I just experienced is that the typo was frustrating and it was a little bit disappointing but it was not the end of the world it was not the end of the world it was easily fixable And in addition to that, it helped me to realize that I actually need a better system moving forward to catch typos like that, right? So my friend, when you make a mistake, yes, keyword when, because we're humans, we can't escape it, (laughs) right? When you make a mistake, remember to ground yourself in the facts rather than to let your brain have this crazy free for all by making the mistake mean something that it doesn't. And when we focus on the facts rather than what our inner critic wants us to believe, that we're dumb and incompetent and that we should quit, we keep that wave of self-doubt much more manageable. It goes from a wave that you could surf on (laughs) to a wave or even a ripple that's just going to lightly lap at your ankles, right? So ground yourself in the facts. It makes so much difference. (laughs) And that brings me to number three, which is to surrender to grace and self-compassion. So if you are someone who struggles with those perfectionist tendencies, I know that this is not what you want to hear. Like, I know. (laughs) Poster child of perfectionism over here. I I know that it's not what you want to hear. And that advice might even feel impossible for you right now, depending on where you're at in your personal growth journey. But as someone who more than understands this position, this recent experience of mine has taught me that forgiving yourself for your mistakes is is necessary. That sense of compassion and that grace is a necessary way forward, right? And I realized that by clinging to my impossible standards for myself rather than surrendering to grace, surrendering to self-compassion, that I'm actually choosing misery and self-cruelty and actually fueling that sense of self-doubt. And when I thought about it that way, I was like, oh baby, (laughs) things shifted for me in my mind so much because if I want to continue to grow into the high impact driven woman I want to be, then I've got to actively practice this self-compassion and extend myself grace because I truly do not believe that we can shame ourselves to getting where we want to go. And if you listen to this podcast, I don't think that you believe that either. And I'm learning in real time That when we forgive ourselves for our mistakes, we get to acknowledge our humanity. And the fact is that as humans, we make mistakes. It's just a part of being human. We cannot avoid it. When we give ourselves that much-needed compassion and grace, we can feel empowered by a new fact. The fact that we are so much more than the sum of our mistakes. You and I, girlfriend, we are doing more right in our lives than wrong. So do not, do not, do not, do not give the mistake more power over you than it deserves. So that said, my friend, those are three things that are empowering me right now in real time to work through the self-doubt that's being triggered by making mistakes. And my intention with this episode was to be, as always, honest and vulnerable with you with the hope that it makes you feel seen and heard and supported. We are in this together, my friend. And 
to start closing out this episode officially, (laughs) I want to say that self-doubt can be such a killer and derailer of dreams, but you and I, we are not going to let that happen. We are going to weather this nasty self-doubt storm together (laughs) because our dreams and our community that we want to impact with our dreams is worth it. You are worth it. Your dream is worth it. This season or this moment or this day or this minute of self-doubt, that's temporary. So to officially close out the episode, (laughs) I want to say that you are amazing. You are not your mistakes. You are doing so much better than you give yourself credit for. Today is what you make it. So choose joy, choose self-compassion, and choose interpretations of situations and events that serve and empower you. I love you so much, my friends. I'm like getting emotional (laughs) because I just so deeply believe, despite mistakes, despite perfection, that, you know, we were meant for more. We were meant for more. And it's up to us to go get it. And we're not going to let perfection and mistakes and self-doubt get in our way, right? I love you. (laughs) I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and we'll chat again soon. 